Hey, folks, it's Posner Matrix, Dave and Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Dave. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, folks, <clears throat> if that seemed a little strange, um, I don't know. Sometimes it takes a little while for the intro video to kick up, and I don't know if we're on or not. So, well, um, um, My screen's frozen. Okay. So my oh, there it goes. Too. There it goes. Okay. Good deal. All right, so we have a very, uh, not that saying our other shows aren't interesting, but this is an especially interesting uh, show tonight. Um, Brian has suggested we talk about this, and man, I can't think about a better thing to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the Shemitah, Shemitah. Shemitah, um, yeah. Yeah, potato, potato, <laughs> like you said before the show. Uh, um, and I'm going to let Brian go ahead and explain all that stuff. Um, he's very versed in it. Uh, more versed than I am, uh, for sure. And, um, and then we'll talk about it afterwards and uh, what it could mean, um, being that this is a Shemitah year and uh, or Shemitah, Shemitah. I don't know. I'm all confused. Um, <laughs> Brian, why don't you go ahead and take it away while I gather my head? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I need to... <laughs> well, it's um, it's really an in-depth study. I mean, to actually go through everything would take hours, but I'll just kind of give a snapshot to everybody. You can look this stuff up yourself. Um, I've done a lot of research, but I'd like to give all the numbers and the, and the, the years BC and AD would just take too long. But right. basically, not basically, what happened was is that there, Israel was commanded in 1407 BC, approximately, when they entered the land to have a Sabbath on not just on the seventh day, but every seven years on the seventh year, let their land rest. And so I have to give a little picture because a lot of people maybe not understand this, but they were supposed to do it every seven years. Well, what they did is they didn't do it. There was a period of time where they did not let the land rest for 70 Sabbaths of seven years. And so God... Uh, had them taken into Babylon in the book of Daniel. That's why they were in captivity in, in Babylon. They were taken out of Jerusalem. Parts of Jerusalem were destroyed. Some of the, the Jews escaped, but a lot of them were taken. That's where Daniel, Meshach, Radshach, and Abednego, they were about 14 to 16 years old when they were taken captivity into Babylon. And they were taken captivity because God allowed them to be taken because you know, you don't keep my Sabbath and let the land rest, there's consequences. So for 70 Sabbaths of seven years, so seven times seven is 490 years. So for 490 years, Israel didn't let the land rest. And so God caused him to be taken into captivity for 483 years. And after 483 years, they were let out of captivity, and now we have the modern-day Israel. So I'm leaving a lot out, folks, because there's just a lot here. Even for a two-hour show, it's just it's just too much. Um, it would take several shows to go through this. So they were commanded by God to let the land rest. They didn't. God forced them to let the land rest, move them out of their homeland into Babylon, for 483 years. But there's one week of seven years left that has not, they have not paid for yet. It's the best way to put it. And 
that week is in the book of Revelation. And in the book of Daniel in chapter 9, it's the great, it's the tribulation. It's the seven-year judgment that's mentioned in Daniel. It's also um, the whole book of Revelation. Excuse me, not the whole book, but uh, see, chapter 4 on of Revelation has not happened yet. Chapter 1 through 3 already has happened, the seven churches of Asia Minor. After you get past chapter 3 in Revelation, it goes into the future, our future. And John was taken up into heaven, shown the future of mankind and what was going to happen on the earth during the seven-year judgment, which is called the tribulation. So that seven-week, a seven-year period, is God calls it a week. And for that one week or seven years, all hell is going to break loose on the earth. And most of your listeners and people who are watching may know this already. If not, I encourage everyone to to study the book of Revelation. Most people are really scared of it because of the judgments and, and the horrific things that happen. But there's salvation in there. There's mercy in there. There's grace in there. And so um, I encourage you guys just to, to study it yourself, get a, a good, you know, a concordance, look up the words and what they mean. It's full of stuff. It's it's really a great book. Um, so. Every seven years, you let the land rest, but every seven times seven, 49 years, it's a jubilee year. It's a Shemitah year. So the 49th year is the end of a seven-year, seven cycle. Does that make sense? Dave, you get that? So I want to make sure you guys can hear me. So you go seven years, seven years, seven years. At the end of every seven years, you let the land rest, but at the 49th year, it's called a Shemitah year. And it starts a new cycle, of, which is the 50th year, which is the Jubilee year. And in, in those times when there was a Jubilee year or Shemitah year, um, I wish they did this now. God commanded Israel to forgive. If you owed somebody money, you were to forgive them their debt. You didn't owe money anymore. You were to, all the debts were forgiven. The slaves were set free in that Shemitah year. Now, what's interesting is that in the scripture, numbers mean things. Um, the number seven, God rested on the seventh day. Um, you know, 40, the number of testing. Jesus went in the wilderness for 40 days. Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years. So numbers mean stuff in the Bible. The number six is, or 666, which everybody knows, is the number of man. The number seven is the number of completion or rest. or uh, And so the God is very mathematical. There, You know, I grew up in a, a church, but we weren't taught this. A lot of this I had to learn on my own. But numbers mean stuff to God. Things don't just happen. They're not just happenstance. There's no coincidence with God at all. So he has a plan. And the master plan is at the end of the tribulation is going to come back as a warrior and set up his kingdom on earth. He'll defeat the nations of the world in Armageddon. He will come down to the earth. He will set up his reign for a thousand years. So what's exciting, and I'm not saying this is going to happen for sure. Right now there's a disclaimer. I'm not talking about the rapture. Dave and I have different views about that. What I'm talking about tonight is the tribulation. 
So without going through all the numbers, there's just too many, and, and is there's called the 70th week of Daniel. The 69 weeks have been fulfilled with Israel being in captivity. There's one week left. It's called the 70th week. It's in Daniel chapter 9. That week, I believe that last seven-year period is about to start. Yep, me too. And if you're pre-trib, then you'll go before. If you're post-trib or mid-trib, you go in the middle or the, at the end. Either way, that week, I believe, in my heart, is about to start. And just a little side note, just so people get this. It mentions in Matthew 24 and other places that the generation that was alive to see the birth of Israel in 1948, the rebirth of Israel, when they became a nation from the UN Charter, that generation, it says, will not pass away until it sees the coming of the Lord. It says that. So how long is a generation? Well, some say 40 years, some say 70, some say 80. Well, the 40-year one's not going to work because it's been way past 40. Right. We're actually in the 70th year now, and we're coming up. To, we're going to we're heading actually over 70. We're going up toward the 80th year. So mm-hmm. numbers mean stuff to the Lord. And so we are that generation. Somebody said the Lord's not going to come for another 50 years. He can't. Because that verse that he said in Matthew 24 is inaccurate. He said the generation that sees the rebirth of Israel will see his coming. So mm-hmm. 40 years from now, uh, I mean, what would that be? It's 110, 120 years since the rebirth of Israel. It can't be. Yeah. And then right. I'm going to get to my point, but I'm going to build a picture here for everybody, Dave. That's why I'm doing all this. Mm-hmm. Look what, folks, look what's going on in the news, even as I speak tonight. I mean, our nation in America here is, I mean, we have gases, and here it's seven bucks a gallon, six fifty, seven dollars a gallon, six dollars is kind of like the average here now in LA County. Um, can't get baby formula to feed children. And that's not an accident, by the way, folks. That was engineered to, to do that for against us. Um, they're talking about food shortages, gas lines, gas shortages. Now they're talking about electricity, no electricity through the summer. Blackouts, not brownouts, but blackouts. Not for a few hours, a few minutes, but a few hours or a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, in Washington State, uh, up in the north part of Washington State, I saw today in the news, they're rationing gas. There's some of the gas stations don't have gas in Washington State. That's in Washington yeah. State. And why is this happening? Because the Biden administration, the New World Order, the leftists, whatever you want to call them, are causing it to happen on purpose. Why are they doing this? They're doing this because they want to bring the new one world order in. It's the time to do it. All the hundred years they've been planning this, this is the time. Now they want to do it. And they're doing this on purpose. They want us to buy electric cars. They want us to not have food. They they don't want a middle class. They want a poor class and elite class. Because when you're poor, you don't have money. You can be controlled. They don't want us to drive cars because they don't want us to have freedom. They don't want us to live in the country. They want us to live in the inner cities so they can box us in like they did in Shanghai, Dave, you know? Right, that, right. That's what they're doing. That's what's happening right now. If you want to know what's happening, that's what's happening. They are they are building a one-world order like a train out of control, They and, they are, and they're blatant about it. And why are they doing this? 
because the Antichrist is going to take over this system. And I believe he's alive and well and ready to be revealed soon. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see him? I don't know. We might. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, but you never know. But he's alive and he's well. Now, I'm going to come back to Shemitah. Um, so numbers mean something. The number seven. It, it, it's both through the number seven. On the seventh day, God rested. The seventh year, he let the land rest. Mm-hmm. Seven Sabbaths of 49 years. It's a jubilee year. You forgive the debts, not the slaves. Um, the 70th week of Daniel. Um, it's just, it's all oh, in the book of Revelation, seven trumpets, seven bowls, seven churches. So, you know, I mean, seven bowls of wrath. I already said that. Just, it's seven, 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 seven. It's all through the scripture. It's everywhere. Right. So I want people to get into this in their, in, in, into them that numbers to God mean thing, mean something. Mm-hmm. So 483 years. Where's the last, when's that, when's this going to start? When's the last week going to start? I don't know for sure, but I'll give you some, some idea. It could be this September. That's right. It could be the next September, but it's going to be in the fall. And it's going to be on a feast. In my opinion, 100% true. Which one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the reason I say that, folks, is that God does everything on purpose. He died on Passover. He came into Jerusalem on Passover to be our Passover lamb. He rose from the grave on the Feast of First Fruits. The church started on new beginnings. The Pentecost means new beginnings. All for the feasts in the fall, I only named three, but all four of them, he did something significant on that feast, on that day. Mm-hmm. Jesus is called the Passover lamb, the lamb to be slain for the father to forgive our sins. There's no accidents. What's the next feast? The next feast is Rosh Hashanah. It's in September, October. It's, it's, uh, it's in September 25th and 26th. Mm-hmm. It's the feast. It's two days long. And it used to be one day they added a day because they weren't sure when the moon, it's, it's all the feast will go by the moon, not the sun. The new moon. Yeah. Yeah. The new moon. Correct. Mm-hmm. So they, back then they didn't know when the new moon was. You'd have to have two witnesses to say, Hey, I saw the moon, the new moon, and then it would be recorded. So to be safe, they added an extra day to make sure they didn't miss it. So. Rosh Hashanah is the next feast. If you're going by feasts and God doing something on Rosh Hashanah, it's the feast of the harvest. It's the feast of trumpets. Hello, feast mm-hmm. of trumpets. First Thessalonians right. chapter four, verses 11 to 18. First Corinthians 15, 50, 51 and 52. Um, the taking away of the saints. Mm-hmm. Trumpets blown, uh, is blown and is, is, it announces the coming of God. Right. Feast of trumpets. And it says it's the last trumpet. It says in those scriptures, the last trumpet will blow. You know, um, just, just so many parallels to the feasts and the scriptures and what's going on in the world. It's amazing. It's almost like somebody out there had planned this. Hello? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so back to Shemitah. If you count from and this is just my research that I've done and things I've watched and read and I, I'm not gonna tell you how I came up with the numbers, but what I figured out and what I've read and seen 
is Israel entered, entered their land after 40 years, around 1407 BC. If you count the generations of Adam up to Abraham, Abraham up to Jesus, you can figure out how many years and days. It's a lot of research. But that's just my guess, around 1408 BC, 1407 BC. If you count 49 years, every seven years, and you do that, and you and it's, it's it comes up to between 1407, when they enter the land, they were commanded to keep the first seven-year feast, the first Shabbat for the land. That's when it started, okay? Right. It started. That's when that cycle started. From that time, and you count the days and the years, if you can get, you know, this is all just, we don't know exactly, right? I'm going to say right now, we don't know exactly, but I think we're close. You count every seven years up to seven times seven is 49. How many Shemitah cycles of 49 have happened? This September will be the 70th Shemitah cycle on Rosh Hashanah. Right. The 70th Shemitah cycle on Rosh Hashanah will be the September 20th of 2022. 70. 70 weeks of Daniel. 70 Shemitah cycles. Everything is sevens, 14s, 21s. It's all sevens. It, either way you're divided, it's seven. And if that's true, which is, is, is Tishra, I think it's the Hebrew month of Tishra. The next day of Rosh Hashanah on the 26th starts the new cycle. The next day on the 26th. Um, a lot of, not a lot, I'll say some rabbis I've studied and some Christian, you know, pastors and teachers that I've read and studied on this, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them agree that Creation was on Rosh Hashanah. Creation actually right. was on Rosh Hashanah when Adam was made. That's another subject for another day. So, on these seven-year cycles, something always happens. So, 2022, go back seven years. Help me out here, Dave. What's the math? Uh, go back seven years. Uh, let's see, 2008. Uh, 20, 2015. Yeah. 2015, and you go back to, was it 2008, right? Yeah, when we had the financial problems. Well, we had an economic recession in 2008. Remember, housing just collapsed. Mm -hmm. And if you go back every seven years, during that seventh year in the back, something significant has happened. World War I, I can't, I don't have my notes in front of me. I think it was World War I ended on, on, on a Shemitah year. It ended right. in Shemitah. So I'm saying this because I believe that there's a really good possibility that the tribulation could start this Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. And that's just four months away. Now, folks, think about this. Somebody said, oh, they've been saying this for decades. That's true. Um, uh, even the disciples were looking for it 2,000 years ago. Right. But 
when you read a verse in the Bible in Revelation and all the green grass is burned up during the tribulation, that was impossible during the disciples' time they lived. Mm-hmm. How do you burn green grass? You can't. And, and and how do you verify that a third of the earth was burned when you don't even know about the third, uh, two-thirds of yeah, the earth? Yeah, that's a really good point because you've never yeah. been there. And now we have television, we have our phones, we have all the satellites, we have everything. Uh, a nuclear blast will burn anything. It'll burn green grass. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't – Russia back then wasn't a threat to Israel that was going to come down from the north and invade at the time. China didn't have 200 million man army at the time. Mm-hmm. Mentions in, in a Revelation that the, the kings of the east, it could be – it's China and probably others – that their army is 200 million. That's two-thirds of the population of the U.S. is one army. None of that could have happened 2,000 years ago. None of that could have happened 150 years or 100 years ago. So now we have that. Now we have Russia, who, as you know, folks, invaded Ukraine. And now they're talking about using tactical nukes or strategic nukes that can take out our country. And yeah. you think they're just talking. They're not just talking. I mean, everybody's America, I think, is thinking, ah, it's never going to happen. I could tell you right now for certain, it will happen. Right. It will happen. I know it will, because the Bible says it will. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you've got this gas thing going on, this oil, this 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 attack against fossil fuel, like I mentioned before, you've got the, um, the Roe versus Wade. Uh, people are just going to riot if they overturn that. you got the depravity of just mankind. Even in our last two years, folks, look what's going on with the riots and BLM and, and the wokeness and the critical race theory. And look, look at all this stuff. It's, it says, and I think it's Timothy, it says, in the last days, good will be bad and bad will be good. Mm-hmm. And children right. will come against their parents. Lawlessness will be everywhere. I mean, they're breaking into stores here in California, and they can take up to a thousand dollars and stuff, and the cops won't do anything. Right. So, you take all that's going on in the news with our own country, with just the mindset of the people now. It's not a stretch to think that. Things are getting worse and going to get worse, and that this tribulation time is just around the corner. Like I said, a generation is probably no more than 80 years. If that's true, we have, I don't know, I think it's 10 years left maybe, maybe eight. Right. Um, what's that? And then what I mean left is it means because then the Lord Almighty is going to intervene in this world system. He's going to start the tribulation. He's going to... Um, Prepare Israel to meet the Messiah at the end of the trib. He's going to pay judgment on mankind for his rejection of him and their sin. Um, that's what's coming. So the Shemitah year is going to start a new cycle on September 26th, but the current one's going to end on September 25th. And I just want to mention, too, if you know anything about the Jewish weddings and how they're – and Dave knows all this. Right. 
the bridegroom would come and court the bride for a while. And then the bridegroom would leave, but before he would leave, he would leave a gift, a dowry, to remind her that he's coming back for him, or her, excuse me. And the reason he would leave, he would leave to go back to his father's house and add a, either like an addition or a model, but add, you know, prepare it because he would live in the father's house. This is the Jewish tradition. And while he was there, he would get it ready. What did Jesus say? I go away to prepare a place for me, for you. So in his father's house, he's preparing a place. Hmm, isn't that, isn't that interesting? It coincides with Jewish tradition. And what did he directly leave with us? He says, with this cup, when you drink, remember me. The last supper, if you want to call it the last supper or Passover. I give you this cup. When you drink of this, as much as you do this, remember me. What's he saying? Remember, remember, I'm coming back for you. Not just I paid for your sins, which that cup represents his blood and the bread is body, but it's a dowry. It's a, it's a promise that he's coming back. Everything that God does has a reason. Everything. He doesn't just do something to do it. He, he planned it out millions of years in advance. And part of the Jewish thing is when the bridegroom comes, does come back to get the bride, he announces from a distance and usually at night, he announces with a trumpet, usually, or shofar, and blows the shofar to alert the bride that he's near and he's coming and to get ready. It says in First Thessalonians chapter 4, a trumpet blast, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So it's a trumpet. He announces he's coming. Then he comes, he takes her away, and usually he takes her away for like a week, a seven-day week on, on in Jewish tradition. And for seven days, she gets married to the bridegroom. They have this huge feast and this great dinner and the celebration because they're finally together. We're taken away. And it depends on the view. I'm pre-trib. Dave, you're mid-trib. But he takes us away to heaven where we're being married to Jesus and rewarded for our time on the earth. And then what's interesting, he brings the bride back to earth at the end of the tribulation. Where's that at? That's Revelation 19. Uh, I think it's verse 11, starting there somewhere. That Because it says, he comes back and the saints are with him on white horses. Because he's coming back to where he took the bride away and he comes back and he fights the armies of, on the Battle of Armageddon and destroys them and sets up his kingdom. And then we, we co-reign with him for a thousand years. And so this whole scenario that I've really rushed through, actually, it could start this fall. Yeah. Um, it could start next fall. But I believe it's going to start on a feast, no doubt, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I could be wrong. Right. I'm not. And Dave, Dave, this is a separate opinion from Dave as far as when it's going to start. But so I want to get the flack. If people get flack, just give it to me. So. <laughs> But in my opinion, from what I've seen in scripture and the pattern. They can give it to both of us, Brian. They can give it to both of us. Um, <laughs> pattern is prophecy in the Bible. God has a pattern in the Bible and it's prophecy. Prophecy is pattern. You know, you can tell when you're a police officer or an investigator, a pattern of some criminal. He has a pattern how he does what he does and that's how they catch him. Mm -hmm. We are creatures of habit. Well, God is too. 
And he has a pattern of what he does and how he does it. And that pattern is prophecy. And that's in the scripture. And there's no, I mean, I could be wrong and I'm, I'm hoping I'm right. Cause I, I would love to be back and go home, you know, and yeah, just that's get out here. But I'm thinking, is there a coincidence that the 70th week of Daniel is going to start on the 70th Shemitah since Israel entered the land and start a seven year judgment cycle that's going to end with the Lord returning and setting up his kingdom. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. And another thing, and you can do this, it's a lot of work, but I not only figured out and, and I saw some pastors, but I figured it out too. I want to make sure from the day of creation. Well, let me take that back. This is interesting. From the day that Adam sinned, first of all, folks, Adam wasn't, Adam and Eve weren't a couple of weeks on the earth before they sinned. Far as I can tell, they lived to be about 35 years old before they sinned in the garden. I could be wrong. They were about 34, 35 years old when they sinned. The seven year cycle of God's plan to finally redeem mankind at the end of the tribulation and fix this mess started on that day. If you count the days from that day that they sinned, 7,000 years will be completed on September 26th. Rosh Hashanah, exactly 7,000 years to the day. So is that a coincidence? I don't know. Sure, you know, it's just crazy. And it's, and it's just, and not only that, it's a thousand Shemitah cycles. I think it's a thousand. I have to look at my notes from that time until the very end of September. A thousand Shemitah cycles. Even though they didn't do the Shemitah cycle until 1407 BC, because that's when God implemented it. But God is a number of sevens. He, he's always done that. In the beginning, in, in Genesis, on the seventh day, he rested. He already started. He already talked about it, even back then. So I'm throwing a lot out there. Um, but the, the point is, look what's going on in the news. Look what's going on in our country. It's crazy. It's just, it's just crazy. But remember, there's a person that's orchestrating this whole thing. And the world players are just pawns. They're just pieces on a chessboard. You know, it says in the Psalms, I'm, I'll be done here, Dave. It says in the Psalms sure, take your time. that the earth is his footstool. He measures the oceans in the palm of his hand. Man is but not dust to him. You know, the, the, the nations are about a drop in the bucket in the Psalms. It says this. Right. So, you know, he, he measures the heavens by the span of his hand. That's how he measures the heavens, the universe. Mm-hmm. The universe that we're trying to send ships to and explore, he can measure it just with the width of his hand. Right. We have a big God. And what's really cool about this God that we know is that he loves us. Amen. Believers who know Jesus in their heart or Yeshua in their heart. His eye and his, his intention is toward us to be kind to us. Not to just beat us down. He's not that way. We think he does because of the stuff we go through, but a lot of stuff we go through is self-inflicted and, or it's just walking away from God and being rebellious, but he always is there. He always will pull you back. 
He always loves on us. And this God that did all this and has this plan is for us. He's not against us. And mm -hmm. this God is also seen in Jesus and Yeshua and what he did on in, in the Gospels. You want to know how God is? Read the Gospels and you'll know exactly how, how God's personality is because he's in Jesus. He's in yeah. Yeshua. So that's about it. I mean, I, there's a lot more, Dave. It's just, I'm just, my mind's blowing up. with so much stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I just encourage people to look into this stuff um, and look what's going on in the world. And it's getting worse and worse. We're talking about food shortages by, by the fall, like real food shortages, real mm -hmm. gas lines. And I don't mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's getting worse and it's going to get worse. And yeah, we'll yeah. have elections. We may change the Congress and the Senate. It's not going to stop it. It's going to keep going because mm -hmm. God is behind this. He's pushing. It's not Satan. It's God moving his plan forward to finally complete his plan that he started before the foundations of the world. That's right. Yeah. That is totally right. <clears throat> Brian, um, during your, your talk, um, we had some um, staticky sounding stuff and it's not on your end. It's on this end somewhere. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to let the people know that I'm aware of that and I've been trying to get rid of it for a long, 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 long time, um, months. Um, but you know, it, it, what you heard is intelligible. Um, it's not totally blacked out. So, you know, kind of put that noise behind your head when you're listening to it. It'll no doubt really happen when I'm talking here in a few minutes and, and when Brian talks again, when I talk again, you know, so, um, it's not your, um, your speakers at home. It's not. Um, interference from, um, from power lines or UFO that's hanging over your house or something. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's, it's something here. Um, yeah, Brian, that was, that was really interesting what, what you brought up and I totally heart, wholeheartedly agree with what you said. So, um, it was, um, <laughs> okay. I spelled something wrong. Um, in the Torah, what got the God, what God commanded the Israelites to do was that um, every year, as a matter of fact, when they, when they harvested their, harvested their crop, they would harvest it in a circle and everything along the corners and the edges belonged to the poor, the widow, the foreigner uh, who decided to join him or herself to Israel. Okay. Well, it came to be that they were, the farmers were farming all the land and not leaving anything. And this is what the book of Malachi kind of talks about. Um, if you read it, and God's, uh, Yahweh is downing the people for, you know, for saying, you know, not leaving a tithe, not tithing. It's not that they weren't putting 10% in their plate every week at, at synagogue because they didn't do that. It's that they weren't leaving those fields for the poor, the, you know, the indigent and stuff like that. And also the Levites, uh, were supposed to get a tenth of the, of the tenth to feed themselves and they weren't getting that either. So. That figures a lot into the, the Shemitah too, and that, uh, they were, they were cheating the poor, the orphan, the Levite out of food. Um, let's see. I made a few notes and, um, oh, that's okay. Um, so anyway, it's, it's important to, to know that it was, um, and, and Brian has elaborated very well that the, uh, Basically, they were stealing. They were stealing from God, who commanded for them to to obey his rules, his ordinances. And they were stealing from the poor, the orphan, and stuff like that. And that's pretty low to steal from them. Even in today's society, when you steal from the poor, people kind of 
uh, get mad at that. You know, they don't like that too much. So, um, but that's, that's going away pretty quick, actually. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, and I think it could be, Brian, tying in with uh, the food shortages, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, because, um, I, I don't know, I, I think uh, I was reading to you before we started. Um, let's see. Uh, there was an article on Natural News about Biden seizing control of the food, domestic food materials uh, using Korean War era emergency powers. Leave it to the liberals and the leftists to go all the way back to the Korean War era to find something where they can mix with the people, you know? I know. Um, so um, anyway, there. one of the things that um, people are supposing, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's something to put into our noggins and think about is that, uh, you know, a lot of the mothers that took the shot are nursing, okay? And so when they're nursing, they're passing along the spike protein along through their milk. And their babies are being affected because of that. Remember now, we we were, we made it so by our outcry that young children do not get this, okay? Uh, do not get the shot. Do not get the boosters and stuff like that. Well, leave it to the devil, and his emissaries, uh, the liberals and, uh, and the liberal Republicans, too, um, to make it so that, okay, well, you're not going to breastfeed them because you have this in your body. I'm going to make you breastfeed them because I'm going to take away all the formula, and you'll have to breastfeed them. Well, there's a way to get around that, and I don't think it would be very easy, but if you're a mother who's gotten a shot and you don't want to have your child, you know, get those uh, spike proteins and the uh, the mini bots and stuff like that that are in them. Um, if you can find a woman that's recently given birth and can afford to breastfeed your child for you, I know it, it happened in biblical times, you know, why couldn't it happen now? Um, so that's, that's one way to get around it. So if you're, you know, if that's one of your concerns, think about that. Um, maybe there's somebody that would be so kind and generous to do that for you. Um, we got to think about these people and what they're doing uh, to kind of beat them at their own game. If you can think of the w- most wicked and vilest thought or most vile thought that's come to your mind and you felt ashamed of it, the Democrats and liberals and leftists and elites, whatever you want to call them, have all thought about it too. Okay. Because you're a good person, it's bothered you that that thoughts can't come into your mind. <laughs> it doesn't bother them. Okay. It's just another way to achieve their, the, uh, in their eyes, the ways justifies the means. And, uh, and that was the case with Haman. That was the case with the, the Egyptians killing all the Hebrew children. And mm-hmm. that was the way with, uh, you know, the ancient Israelites and others in that area sacrificing their children to Molech, which is no different than abortion. And a lot of equated it to be Molech worship. Um, so, uh, yeah, to say that we're, we're preparing to go into the tribulation, I think the, the world is ripe with harvest, uh, white with harvest for, for us to go yeah. into. Right? I really do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, it, it could be this year, <clears throat> next year or whatever, you know, um, we, we can rest in the comfort that our father knows when it's going to be, <laughs> you know, and I think he'll, he'll prepare us accordingly. And maybe this show is on tonight to prepare people. I don't know. You know, it's a wake up call anyway, because, you know, like, like Yeshua said, you don't know the day or hour, so be prepared, you know, and if you know that the season, which is different than the day and hour, if you know the season that he might be coming back, maybe it'll be a, 
a harbinger for you to to straighten things out. I got a dog underneath me. Hold on a sec. Play somewhere else. Um, it could be a harbinger for um, you know, for people to to wake up and to know that the uh, <laughs> like the placard from the end is near. Come to God. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, you know, God has uh, Yahweh has his own ways of preparing people and letting them know things are coming, and this could quite possibly be it. You know. Uh, but you know, this is. This is just us talking about this. This is other people too that are talking about this. And, mm-hmm. um, if it's, if it's time, it's time. Hallelujah. You know, um, depending, it doesn't depend on when the rapture is going to be. The tribulation is going to happen. It's going to happen. The rapture is going to happen. It's going to happen when they coincide or with each other, whatever, you know, that's, he knows. And, um, but there is a lot of evidence that it, it could be a taking away before. Okay. Um, so that having been said, you know, just, um, be ready, um, have your shoes on and your, and your clothes on. <laughs> ready to go. And I compare that to having your spiritual because we, you know, we're clean already when we get up there. Um, our bodies will be changed. That's what scripture says. Um, but we will be, um, spiritually ready at the time at that changing also, but we can start to prepare to be spiritual ready here and now uh, by, um, you know, examining our lives, looking at where we may not be living to our potential when it comes to um, who we are in Yeshua, what we are in Yeshua, um, what he's called us to do. You know, it's, it's time to, uh, the coffee's brewing, you know, the mm-hmm. coffee's brewing on the, in the coffee pot and it is, um, it's a wake up call. And pretty soon the uh, the heavenly breakfast is going to happen. And boy, Ryan, I hope it's a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a brunch. Okay, now here we're going with that noise again, on and off. So, folks, if you're hearing it, that's what's going on. Um, but uh, Brian, do you hear it? Hold on a second. Tell me right there. I'm going to mute for a minute. Tell me if you hear it. Okay. No. Uh, no, I don't hear it presently. But that doesn't mean anything because it happens when I watch movies and stuff or videos. On, oh, that's on, okay. Uh, yeah. But when you turned it back on, it started doing it. So I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll live with it until I can find out what's doing it. It might be my microphone. Who knows? Maybe it's some kind of feedback or something. But um, anyway, I don't want to be distracted with that. But, um, yeah, this food thing is, is very interesting. We talked about this not too long ago. Um and it's orchestrated, like Brian said. I mean, the fact that all these places that store food are burning down, you know, that's not an accident. You know, it's, it's not an accident. If uh, to, to change things around a little bit, what if every politician that stood for, okay, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, the other day, the um, somebody came out, somebody, uh, a pro-abortionist came out and said that uh, that they're planning on um, burning down the, the the Supreme Court building and, and killing the Supreme Court justices, okay? Uh, very harsh, <laughs> about the harshest harsh can get. But, um, you know, it's it's uh, that in mind. It's, uh, we have to, you know what? I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> this is weird. I'm not having a Joe Biden moment. I'm really not. Um, but, uh, 
anyway, uh, let's let's uh, the food shortages we were talking about. Oh yeah, okay. The that would be like uh, all the all the Supreme Court justices being killed by this person or people, and the, and the thing going down is somebody going, oh, it was just a coincidence that the, uh, the Supreme Court building burned down and that all the Supreme Court justices are dead. Just a coincidence, just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. Those places are burning down, the um, the food storage centers and stuff like that, because there, people are being ordered to burn them down. And it goes right up to the top. You know, give me a B-I-D-E-N. What's that spell? Biden. Um, so it's, this thing is, is, like I said, orchestrated. Brian's, you know, is, is, um, cemented that fact in okay and it's uh and it's good cement it really is it's it's very hard quick drying cement um and we have to just um remember that um all these things are happening like brian said and it really hit me hit me profound when brian said it he said um that this thing is going to happen okay it's no matter what happens this this prophecy is going to be fulfilled the whole prophecy of the book of revelation and um there's nothing we can do to start it or stop it and that it's going to happen in Yahweh's good timing and uh all he's asking is that we be prepared for it you know um be prepared to go home or be prepared to live through part of it i don't know i'm not going to try to 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 um <clears throat> And nobody here is anyway trying to pretend that we know what God's full thoughts are in something. We're given hints through scripture. And uh, it would have been really nice if, Brian, it would have been nice and it would solve a lot of controversy if, if Yahweh or Yeshua would have said, okay, this is exactly how it's going to happen. Instead of giving some scriptures that point towards mid-trib and some that point towards pre-trib. You know, I think maybe he did that in order to see how well we could get along with each other. You know, maybe that was that was the reason why that happens in scripture. I don't know. To see, you know, can the pre-tribbers and the mid-tribbers get along together? Well, yes, we can. Brian and I are good examples. Okay. And if you guys are having fights about this, you you need to stop it right now. You really do. And and realize that it's God's will when things start. Not yours, not the other guys. It's God's will. Okay. And Quit fighting for goodness sakes. It's, it's really, really stupid to fight about. He's coming back. You know, the, 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 I don't think that this whole rapture thing, pre, post, mid, post toasties, whatever, um, it, it was a big argument back in the time of uh, Yeshua. I really don't think so. You know, he said, I'm coming back. That's what we're supposed to believe. And he's coming back. Okay. But it's imminent. Okay, it means it's going to happen. If there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, it's going to happen. So, um, so be prepared. Like it's going to happen tomorrow. Okay, and um, frankly, that would be really nice, um, wouldn't it, Brian? <laughs> have all our <clears throat> not have to worry about debts or eating anymore or physical ailments we might have, and and just to be free from our our decaying physical bodies, my goodness, that would be wonderful. Um, especially me, I, I could really identify with that, um, and I know a lot of people out there can too. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just it, it grieves me to see the bickering that goes on sometimes with with all this. You know, um, flat Earth, round Earth. We're on the Earth. Who cares if it's flat or round? Um, these are these are the kind of arguments that 
you know, flat earth, the, um, you know, not so much the rapture argument or whatever, but there's other arguments that are out there, flat earth and others that, um, oh yeah, here's another one, the, the gifts of the spirit. Are they valid for today? Well, yeah, they are. Okay. Scripture says that. Um, you can choose not to believe that they are, and that's okay with me. I really don't care. It's, I, I know a lot of Baptists that don't believe that the gifts are valid for today. I love them. I love them with all my heart. You know, and I would not bring up the subject because I don't want discord in the family or in our friendship or whatever, you know. Um, our friendship and our relationship with one another is much more valuable than arguing about things, okay. Um, take it from an older guy. Whoa, where'd Brian go? Oh, here he comes. Okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to put Brian oh, back on, put me back I'll on. Come back. Hi. Hey, Brian. Man, you're looking better for hey. some reason. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian, I don't know if it, it grieves you all this arguing and stuff about this stuff. It just, it's like it doesn't matter. It's, you know. Uh, oh, you wore a blue shirt today. You shouldn't have worn blue. Or you wear a, a pair of white pants a day after Memorial Day. Right. You know, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, it's tradition. Oh, there you go. Tradition. That's the word, I guess. Um, and it's it's dumb. It's what part of loving one another and showing the world that he's real, Yeshua is, by showing that we love one another. And, and an unquenchable <laughs> love. Uh, a love that passes all understanding. A love that um, you know, puts everything aside just to put everything aside and to, and to love each other. You know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I sometimes have a hard time with that. And, you know, I'm a guilty of it too. You know, um, just the, the statement I made before, you know, about the gifts being valid. I believe that they are, mm-hmm. you know, Me too. and, uh, the Baptists don't, and a lot of people don't, but you know, it's, that's not a reason for me to, Oh, you're evil. You know, you're evil. You're, you don't believe scripture. Well, there, the scripture that we need to believe is that Jesus lived. He died for our sins. He was in the ground and in Hades for three days that he liberated the captives and he rose again. That's what makes you a believer. Okay. It's all the other little idiosyncrasies that are there that kind of trip people up. And that's what people, people argue. And that's, they're really unnecessary. Um, I don't know. It just grieves me, but, um, yeah, the Shemitah is, is um, Shemitah, <laughs> did it again, is, uh, is really interesting, Brian, because, uh, you know that there's another thing called the Jubilee years, you know? Yeah. And if you read the book of Jubilees, it goes in to talk about that. I think that's every 50 years, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Shemitah. The Shemitah is the oh, okay. Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. um, the ba- the book of Jubilees is, is really fun to read. It it goes into a lot of detail, but um, mm-hmm. I know it's not canon. But there's a lot of books and that are out there that aren't canon that that the uh, the ancient Hebrews considered uh, important to read because they they contained a lot of information that kind of fills in the little gaps, you know. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 just really interesting that. But God cared, Yahweh cared so much for the earth and for the poor people and the widow and orphan that he made these things. Imagine being a slave back in, uh, or really the way people became slaves back then is they owed debts and they sold themselves into slavery. 
to pay off the debt, which would be really good because, you know, you know, seven years later, you know, your, your debt's going to be forgiven anyway in a just society that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Hey, you know, you spend a little too much. You want to keep your house. You want to keep your wife and kids in your house. So you, you sell yourself into slavery. You're the, you're the slave. They're living pretty well. Um, seven years later, you know, your debts are, debts are forgiven and you can move on with your life again and your house is yours. And that's why I think a lot of these people, Brian, are buying into the, uh, Gesera and, uh, Nessera, uh, promise mm-hmm. that we've heard. And, um, again, whether it comes to be, I don't know if it does, it's, it'll be a nice little something, but I think that we're advancing more toward the, the period of the tribulation to where that's going to, that's not going to happen. Plus, if it does happen, who's to say that that's not the Antichrist making promises? Your debts will be cleaned up. Your car will be paid off. Your house will be paid off. Uh, you know, you'll have no debt whatsoever. All you got to do is take this mark on your right hand or forehead. <clears throat> you know, that's all you got to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, that's that's not an all you got to do kind of thing. But um, I had a laugh uh Brian, I was at the uh, buy mark the other day picking up something and, and I, I was looking real intently at the little thing that you punch your, your, um, ATM numbers into, you know, your pin. Mm-hmm. And I said, why does it say, please verify mark on right hand or forehead? And the woman looked at me real seriously and I started, I started laughing and she goes, don't do that. That's not funny. <laughs> Oh, it struck a nerve. Yeah, I think so. Maybe she needed to yeah. hear that at that time. I don't know. But um <clears throat> yeah, it's um it's real and it's gonna happen. Um I I've been real interested, Brian. I'm becoming a farmer. At sixty two I became a farmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh uh what you can do is um they have something called uh I keep wanting to call them heritage legend seeds or no, it's not legend either, but there's the natural seeds that you can buy for tomatoes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's websites for that. And um I've got a real ink hankering to to get some of those so that um you know we can grow crops by this fall and and have something to eat this winter should something happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Um I um think that um potatoes and onions would be real easy it's not really farming to me uh, unless you have a big farm and you do it but anyway um you know but just to get a bunch of bins with dirt in them and just start growing vegetables and and whatever i can you know i remember back east in the in the tenements they used to grow the old italians used to grow um vegetables out on their uh their little fire escapes you know, they'd have little um, galvanized buckets and they would mm-hmm. put seeds in there and they would grow um, herbs, you know, like oregano. Uh, some of them would grow uh, tomatoes and stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, you can grow anything in anything, you know, ask ask some of the pot farmers from back in the 70s and 80s. They'll, they can tell you where to grow anything. Um, I mean, don't go seek them out. You'll get shot. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway, you know, it's just please, folks, if you can do anything you can to to try to to make it through to the next summer or whatever. And um, uh, this thing might just be a test run. Who knows? Uh, But it might be the real thing. So we have to be ready. And again, we get back to the be ready thing with Yeshua. 
mm-hmm. um, not just be ready with going to be with him, but be ready to, to supply food for your family and, and things like that. You know, if you live out anywhere out in the country, I'm sure you have deer, you know, beautiful animals. And I couldn't envision myself shooting one, but, um, you know, push comes to shove, who knows? But, you know, if you have far, um, hunters around the area, you know, you can barter, uh, vegetables for deer meat, vegetables for elk meat, uh, goat meat, you know, anything, uh, anything's better than starving to death. And, um, so it's just something to think about folks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, if, if we all go up uh, in September, it's fine with me. They can have my vegetables. They can have <laughs> in my freezer. <laughs> Better eat a lot of it. Cause you're going to need to be lean. <laughs> yeah. Um, need to be, that's right. <laughs> so remember, uh, there's a comedian, Mike Warnicky years ago. And, uh, Mike oh, Warnicky him. said, yeah. He said that when a rapture comes, he's going to grab two sinners. And when he's halfway up, he's going to say, repent, or I'm going to drop you. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're moving into a, a, a time of seriousness. You know, we've, I know me and my generation, we've kind of had a play time compared to what's coming up. You know, this has all been, uh, it's been nice. You know, it's it's really been nice, but it's been play time. And now the serious time comes and, uh, you know, it's funny cause I had a dream the other, um, last night, I think Brian, where I was uh, preaching to a bunch of people and I haven't had one of those dreams in a long, long time. So maybe that's, that's going to be part of the lot up here, you know, and, yeah. and you and everybody else, you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a preparatory thing too. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, I was going to ask you a question and I can't remember what it was. Brian, if you want to go ahead and while I might try to get these breaks. Yeah, I just, I had a couple of things come to my mind about what I was talking about earlier. Excuse the voice allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, Just another number thing um, about numbers. Mm -hmm. They, Israel was in captivity for 483 years, right? Right. Well, from the time that the decree was given, Nehemiah to rebuild the wall 483 years later to the very day Jesus enters Jerusalem to be crucified that's right is that a coincidence no that was the plan that's what I'm trying to get across to people that are listening and watching numbers mean things to God Mm -hmm. he's a mathematician he's the greatest ever mathematician and everything means something and Mm -hmm. so um I thought about that. I thought, yeah, that's right. To the very day the wall was given the order to rebuild the wall, Jesus walks into Jerusalem on a, excuse me, on a donkey. And he's mm-hmm. the Passover. And he walked in, excuse me, came in on Passover. The Passover lamb. He's called the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I think John the Baptist said that of him. So, right. um, it's just, man, the, the, when you start looking at the Bible as a pattern, in a big, big, said just one, you look at verses, you need to look at each verse, but it paints a huge picture. The whole Bible paints a huge picture. And going back to changing gears again, going back to the food and what's happening, I, I think it's going to get worse because they want it to get worse. And I, I said this earlier, 
What's happening right now is not natural. It's not a natural disaster. It's, it is man-made. The gas shortage is man-made. The food shortage, the baby formula, everything is being done on purpose. And I'll say it again. Why? They want to get, they want to bring in their kingdom. God's bringing in his, but Satan has a kingdom. And they're converging. They're converging against each other at one point. And that's what's happening. And it's in my opinion, and I'm going by patterns, has things gotten better since the nine since nine eleven in two thousand and one? I think it was two thousand and one, right? Obviously. Right. Um, have things gotten better? Well, there's been periods of time where things were okay, but has things gotten better? Not really. We've no. lost a lot more. Look at the freedoms we had before 9-11. We're able to go to the very gate of the plane, almost to walk down the, the ramp with them to see our family off on the airplane. Mm-hmm. You can't even get near the gate. Some airports, you drop them off outside. You can go in, but you can't go in through the gate. You can't right. go into the where they check, you know, the checking yes. the, um, the TSA. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. They they monitor our emails. They monitor our texts. They um, well look what happened with this last two years. You couldn't walk on the beach. Um, and this I just want to bring this up because this is a, just bugs me when I hear this. The whole thing about Roe versus Wade. It's my body, my choice. Where were these people when they were forcing shots on people and they were losing their jobs? Yeah, exactly. My body, my mm-hmm. choice, right? My body. I, I don't want this thing in me. It's, it's experimental. But if you want it, you can get it. But why are you making me get it? My body, right. my choice. Where are those people mm-hmm. now? But when you think about Roe versus Wade, it's not their, it's not their choice because they have a living human being inside them. Just ask the baby inside, what do you want? You want your limbs torn away and your head decapitated? Is that what you want? No. But that's I'm being graphic because that's what they do. Yeah. And they're saying, right. my body, my choice. Well, what about the baby's choice? What about the yeah. child? And this is this goes on in First Timothy and Peter in different places, first Peter, second Peter, Timothy, in different places in the scriptures. It says in the last days, Man's heart will go cold, and it's not talking about Christians. It's talking about mankind, that even their conscience. Because a lot of there's a lot of good people who don't know Yeshua in their heart, and they're good people. They have a good conscience. They do the right, right. thing. They're, you know what I mean? But in the last mm-hmm. days, that normal people will get their hearts so cold inside, they'll be okay with, oh, it's her choice. Yeah, it's okay with me. Doesn't affect yeah. me. But 25 years ago or 20 years ago, they never would have thought it because people's hearts, mankind's hearts are getting callous. And a lot of Christians are getting callous. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians in this world are just as bad as the people who don't know the Lord because they walked away from the Lord and they're angry at God or angry at themselves. And right. so you have unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and shame and all these things going on inside their heart. And we all we all deal with this stuff. We all have regrets, mm-hmm. things, but the, you can't let the regret become another regret that you don't regret, that you regret. Right. <laughs> you got to yeah, deal, exactly. you got to deal with it. You got to forgive. I think the hardest thing for people to do is not forgive their mom or dad or somebody who hurt them. I think the hardest thing for people to do is to forgive themselves. Right. 
I think that I think that's harder, and that's why because if you forgive yourself, then you lighten the load on your soul and on your on you, and now you're able to forgive that other person that hurt you because you forgave yourself. And the only way to really, truly, truly, hundred percent forgive yourself is as a believer. Ask first, ask God's repent to the Lord. And ask for forgiveness from him and tell him you blew it. And then he he knows how to fix your heart. And then he'll give you a heart of, of uh, a heart of flesh, not stone. Mm-hmm. And and that's where we're living now, because we're living in these days where people are just it used to be, you know, not everybody in our country, not ever, obviously, but more and more people, well, okay, one of the things that the COVID did is it isolated ourselves alone together. I hate that. When I hear that alone together, it makes me sick. When you're alone, you're not together, you're alone. Mm-hmm. And they took us from our churches, they put us at our homes, basically told us to stay there until we tell you to come out. Right. Unless you got to get food and gas, that's it. They isolate. They isolated us. Why do you isolate? Because now you can't talk to your neighbor or your friend or your family, and you can't, you don't have support. And they do this because they know when people congregate together, they're more they're stronger and they're more powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, two cords together or three two cords is better than one. The scripture says, and st- stronger. And yeah. so you have this pandemic, which they have used to take away. Um, our rights of our own body. That's why I mean, this whole thing with abortion is like, if you don't take the shot, even now, you you can still get fired. We think COVID's over, but it's actually not over, folks. It's simmering in the background. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's another pandemic coming, and another one, and another one, and another one. They they've tasted blood. There's blood in the water, and they're sharks. And especially as this election comes closer, they know they're going to lose. So I would say, if the Lord doesn't come back, look for another pandemic or another false flag event to make. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the Biden administration to create a false flag so big they'll have to tell us to stay home for our own safety, and right. it may not even be a pandemic. You need to stay home because it might be a nuclear, a threat of nuclear war, or who knows what. Right. Or they'll just say you need to stay home because we said to. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's coming because they, they are going to get their little rear ends kicked this fall if the elections can be done somewhat honestly. And a lot of the states that Trump won and lost have changed their laws already and changed them back and fixed right. them. So, and the Democrats know this. And so I'm saying this because this is what's coming. And it's going to get harder, folks. It's 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 going to it's going to get harder. So um, it doesn't mean we're not going to have good times here and there. I'm not saying that, but expect food shortages. Expect the stock market to go up and down and mostly down um, because we have a bear backed into the corner, a wild animal called the Democrat Party. Let me say this. Right. There's Democrats watching us, listening. I'm not talking about you that are watching, listening to us. 
I'm talking about the left wing fringe of the Democratic Party, the the super ultra liberal feminist, um, you know, neocon Nazi side of the side, yeah the side of the Democrat Party who want to take our freedoms away. I'm talking about them. I grew up in a Democrat family, and my mom was, my dad, my uncle, my aunt. They're good people, good, hardworking, middle-class American people who love who love the country. But what's happening, they're putting us against each other. They're using racism. They're using economics. They're, they're putting us in a corner where we can't pay our bills, so we get, we're more on edge. We're more, um, what's the word? just uptight, stressed out because we having a hard time paying the bills and or whatever it is, or we're sick and they're just beating us down, beating us down because they want to beat us down. They want to get rid of the middle class so they can bring in their, their agenda. And that just says a lot about the middle class of America here is how powerful the middle class of America is that we're a threat to them. Why are we a threat? Because we can drive a car. We can travel state to state. We can grow our own food. We don't have to rely on the government. We have our own money. They don't want this. They want to give us health care. They want us on unemployment or they want us, they want to feed us so they can control us. And they don't want us independent. So I just encourage everybody who's listening and watching, make sure you vote this, this fall coming up. Vote for your Republicans and conservatives. And, um, we might buy us some time, but, um, I think, what I see coming is things are still going to be progressing. Um, I mean, it's just, I just never thought I'd live to see this happen to the United States. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm looking at the articles. There's right here's one food riots in Sri Lanka turned deadly as protesters beat up police, burn down politicians houses in Sri Lanka. Um, Here's another one about the, the New World Order. The mysterious Georgia Guidestones and the globalist plan to reduce humanity to a half billion. Strange sounds. Okay, this is these are articles off websites of papers. Bill Gates and World Health Organization trapping a global pandemic tree is nothing less than bringing in the government of the Antichrist. Um Dirty bomb drills being run in Austin, Texas, ahead of known radiological terror cells injuring U.S. That's another thing we're not talking about is all these people coming into our country illegally. A lot of them are terrorists, and they're already here. And they've been here for years, but there's more of them coming. And there's there's been rumors that there's going to be – it might be a false flag operation. It might be real that a biological or nuclear type of attack on America from – within from these terrorist cells that Biden is letting in. Um, I mean, here's another article, ExposedNews.com. The one I just read about the dirty bombs is natural news. This one is ExposedNews.com. Is humanity being purposely poisoned as part of a depopulation agenda? The crazy decline in fertility over the past 40 years. I, I read that article. Um, men sperm count has decreased overall in our nation by 50% of the population in the last 40 years. Ouch. Why is that? What's going on? Vaccines, food, air, water, you know, um, it's just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
it's just I got so much stuff here. Um, anyway, it's just it's just the same old thing, folks. I'm reading stuff you already know, right? Um, but I do know is God is going to return. Um, I'm convinced we are the generation that's going to see that return. A hundred percent. I could say that because Jesus said it in Matthew 24. This generation that sees the rebirth of Israel will not pass away before his coming. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's us. Especially not us. It's our kids and grandkids for sure. For sure. So right. how much time is left? I'd say not much. And when I say left, so people out there I'm speaking to that you know Yeshua in your heart, I shouldn't say how much time is left. It's because when we're out of here, that's the beginning. Uh, you know, the old hymn, Dave, I mean, everybody knows this, Amazing Grace. Um, when we've been there 10,000 years, we've just begun. Because we're going, I, I, I mean, it's mind-boggling because right now we're in this fleshly body that's temporary. But when we deal with all this stuff, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual stuff here, it just wears you down. But there's a time coming where you'll, you'll shed that off and you won't have to deal with this anymore. Imagine, okay, putting heaven aside, which I don't want to, but just bear me out here, folks. Shedding off, you're never hungry. Your clothes never wear out. You're not depressed. You can never die and never get sick. And you're never lonely. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Just that right there is amazing. That's and on true. top of that, yeah. you will exist forever. What's forever? Forever is forever. How is that possible? Because we're so time-oriented. We're such creatures of habit here. And we do our jobs and we do go to kids to school and all this. But there's a time coming where we're going to live in a place called heaven, the new Jerusalem, where we could be there. We're going to be there for millions and trillions and billions of years and never stop being us. And it's hard to live on this earth because it says in the last days, which I mentioned before, mankind will be lovers of self, boastful, prideful, arrogant, haughty, because this whole list, you know, and so we live in this area era where we're around people like that. And maybe we might be like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're coming to a point in history that's just around the corner where that's going to be gone. There's a verse, I can't remember where it's at, and it talks about the millennial kingdom and, and where, we, where Jesus reigns on the earth for a thousand years. And it says, no one will say, do you know the Lord? Or do you know the Lord? Do I know the Lord? All will know the Lord. There'll be a time on the earth where everybody knows Yeshua. Everybody. Yeah. And you won't have to feel weird being a Christian or praying in public. You won't be arrested for prayer walking around a, around your city hall. You that, that stuff will be all gone. Completely mm-hmm. gone. It, it's, it seems like a fairy tale sometimes, because it, but it's not. It's actually real. And you know why we know it's real? Not just because we know the Lord in our heart, but I'm convinced we know it's real. Because the very things that are in the Bible that Jesus, that the, that the Father said would happen concerning his son, 
concerning the end times, concerning us, mm -hmm. have happened. There's over 600 prophecies in the scripture concerning Jesus' first coming. Every single one was completely 100% accurate. Born and be born in Bethlehem. You know, he born of a virgin. Um, what else? He'd be dying on a cross. Um, no bones would be broken right. uh, when he died. I mean, that's just three or four I can think off the top of my head. Um, and so you have, let me say this again, the Old Testament or the Torah and parts of the Torah and the rest of, of it, let me back up. The New Testament has to have the Old Testament to validate the New Testament. Right. Without the Old Testament, the New Testament is not validated. Mm -hmm. Because when the disciples would say that you need, you, know, you need to be a man of the word or you, or they would quote scripture. And it's funny, when they quote scripture, when Peter and Paul especially they always they didn't always give the verse and number. They would just say, right. it says somewhere in scripture. I don't know if you guys picked that up, but read that next time when you're reading and you start seeing quotes of the Old Testament from the disciples in the, in the epistles. They don't always quote. They, they do sometimes. But they're just giving somewhere it says this, this, and this, and this. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you don't have to have the Bible memorized. You just got to know it's in there. And so they would quote the Old Testament to validate what they were saying at their time. And when they say all scripture is inspired, of course we have the New Testament now and it's been validated and, and we have the book of Revelation and, and we have records to back all this up. But at their time, they would talk about the, the scripture, they were talking about the Old Testament because mm -hmm. they were living the New Testament, hadn't been written yet. Right. So. The old validates the new. And actually, the old and the new aren't old and new. They're one. The dividing line in the Bible has the old and new. I wish that was not there. It's right. one. Because old sounds outdated and not up to date. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't read the Old Testament because, oh, it's old. It's outdated. We're, we're a New Testament church. Well, where's the New Testament church get its walking orders from? The Old the Testament. Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Where did Jesus quote scripture from when he's out in the wilderness? He says, did not the Lord say you should not tempt the Lord your God? Where did he get that? Mm -hmm. That was the Old Testament. I'm getting goosebumps. Right. Because <laughs> that's what it says. So I know the things that are about to happen are going to happen eventually because the Old Testament talks about it. The New Testament confirms it. And they both the old validates it, and this one confirms it. It's going to happen. Right. God said there would be a flood of Noah upon the earth. He had 120 years to build the ark. You know what happened? It got flooded. Where's the evidence of that? Well, look it up online. They found a shape of a boat up on the top of Mount Ararat, 17,000 feet. You can go online and YouTube it. And they found it. They found Noah's ark. They don't talk about it in the news. It should be a, a huge story. They did. They found this years ago, years ago. Okay. Uh, another another thing about how do we know this, how we know God's word is true? Well, if the earth was flooded completely, twenty feet above the highest mountain, we would have evidence all over the world of that. I grew up on a ranch, 
and Dave knows this, and that is 50 miles from the beach in the, uh, Contra Costa County in the East Bay of California, North California, about 50 miles, 40 miles probably from San Francisco, from the ocean. I grew up on a ranch there, cattle ranch, and there's a hill there called the 800-foot hill, and it's 800 feet above sea level, 40 miles from the beach. I have fossils of fish that I have found in the rocks of those hills. How'd they get, how'd they get there? So, just coincidence, but maybe, maybe the earth was filled with water and covered that hill at one point. Maybe. <laughs> so I guess I'm going off this day because I, for, this is for me too. The Bible's real. What it says is 100% accurate. What it says is going to happen is 100% accurate. What it says about Yeshua and salvation is 100% accurate. And in the days that we live, the Bible is just a bunch of fables and stories to most people, even Christians. But they don't realize it's not. It's God right. directs, God, God the Father's direct communication to human beings on the planet. How to be saved, how to, how to grow as a Christian, and how to avoid judgment, and how to raise families, how to treat people. How to, how, it's, it's, a, it's a guidebook for life. If, if the Bible were a car, that would be the owner's manual. Right. And so and so we are heading faster and faster down the prophetic road of the end times and we're almost at the end. We're almost there. And let's just say there's let's just say there's no Bible, there's no coming of the Lord, there's no rapture, there's nothing. Let's just say that. I'm just hypothetical. You should be scared to death. You should be scared to death of where this world's going. Thank God there, that there is a Bible that these things that the Bible says are going to happen, that he is going to return. He is going to save mankind from itself. We are going to live with him for a thousand years and beyond. Because if not, what do we have? What do we have? We have nothing. Ourselves, they're trying to make man live forever and be on our side of half man, half robot. They're actually trying to do that. Mm -hmm. You crazy? It's crazy. Yeah, and it it's nuts. It's ludicrous. Man wants to be God. This is how this whole mess started. You can be like God, knowing good and evil, he said to Eve. And now, you know, just so you know, it's not just Eve's fault. Adam is standing right there. He was listening to this conversation. And so they, they both blew it. And we blow it. And that's why Yeshua had to die on the cross and raise from the grave on the third day. And when he comes back, he's coming back as a warrior king. Mm -hmm. He's not coming back as a lamb. That's it right. says his robe will be dipped in blood. Why? Because he's going to be fighting a war when he comes back against mm -hmm. the rest of humanity that's here. And when they see him in the sky, instead of falling down and worshiping, they fire their missiles at him and their rockets at him and they shoot at him. He says, it just says he just speaks forth and the sword comes out of his mouth and just slays the armies of the world. And we are with him in that battle in the sky with him watching this happen. Yeah, and then he's going to come down. He's going to clean this world up. It'll probably take a few weeks. It mentions it in the Old Testament. I can't remember exactly. I got to look it up. Uh, Isaiah, I think. And he takes a, a little bit of time, re remodels the world and then starts the millennium. 
I think it's like 30 to 40 days he does, takes time to do that. And so we are close to the Lord returning. We are very, very close. And I say, look up your redemption draws nigh. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, and like Dave said, until he comes, we need to be wise. I, I bought survival food. I've gotten a Patriot supply. I bought some more the other day. I live in an apartment. I don't have, I can't raise food. So I've been buying food and we right. need to do that. We need to be wise. Mm-hmm. Joseph, um, Stored up food for seven years, so the seven famine years they wouldn't starve in uh, in Genesis, and that's what we need to do. We need to, excuse me, not Genesis. Anyway, so we need to do that. We need to do that, and we need to be wise and take care of our families and pay our bills and be wise with our time. But the time is short, very short, and which is exciting to me. I can't wait. I have family members in heaven. I can't wait to see my mom and my brother and. And, uh, you know, and um, just Larry and just 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 different people. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, me either. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. They've been sorely you know? missed for a long time. Yeah. If I get up to heaven because I'm a carpenter, if I get up to heaven, he says, you know, you still have to finish your house. I don't know. If I'm gonna, I don't know if I can handle that. You know, <laughs> you got to finish drywalling your $3 million, $3 million square foot heavenly mansion. I'm going, no, you know. <laughs> well, if you like doing that kind of stuff, that might be what happens. <laughs> no, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's hard work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, Brian, one thing I wanted to, to, to nip in the bud before we, um, before we end, and, and that's in a while yet, mm-hmm. but um, I know that a lot of people or some people, because I'm probably would be one of them, who would test what we said tonight about the um, about the Shemitah and the 77s and stuff like that. And they will do it using a 365-day um, year. And that's not a good thing to do because uh, the ancient Hebrews went by a 360-day year. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that, figure on a 360-day year. Okay. Um <clears throat> Or three hundred, yeah, three hundred sixty day year. Three hundred sixty, yeah. And, and um, uh, oh man, I had another thought. It escaped me. Happens a lot. It's like I held held these thoughts uh, captive, and they have to escape. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I, it'll come back around sooner or later. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's totally interesting how how Yahweh uses sevens, and you mentioned another number forty. He uses yes. that number a lot too. Yeah, you he know? does. Forty is another one. Three is another one. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to step on some toes here, but Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, you and I are comprised of three parts: spirit, soul, and body. I mean, spirit, soul, and body. Yeah, I was right. That's um, right. Uh, you know, and. Um, you know, so th- three is another another important number. Uh, five is not used very often. That's the devil's number. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Going to be interesting to see when he has uh, the, that being the devil has full reign here on earth. Um, it's going to be party time for him, you know. But that party has an ending time and a, a very mm-hmm. unhappy ending time for him because he gets sound gets sent down to the pit. 
which I think is interesting because the, the beast and the uh, false prophet, according to scripture, gets sent to the lake of fire immediately. Okay. Um, but he gets to go down to the to pit, the abyss, for you know, a thousand years, and then he comes back up to tent man, test mankind one more time. And that's when God, afterwards, when Yahweh fights them and Yeshua fights them, basically. And, and then there's a new heaven and a new earth after that. And then everything is wonderful. Um, it will be wonderful during the millennium, too. But there are going to be rebellious people. We're still going to have to deal with people like that, unfortunately. It's going to be nice, though. When he's, can God make a mountain so big that he can't lift it? I'm going to say, why don't you fly to Jerusalem and ask him yourself? <laughs> you know, that's going to be something that's going to be really fun to do. Um, and, uh, oh man, let's see. I just cannot remember that. 360 day years I talked about. And, um, oh well, maybe it's another subject for another time. I don't know. But, um, I think it's, um, I keep getting that word prepare in my head, prepare, prepare, prepare. And, um, that's, I think that's so important right now. You were talking about buying the food, the online, you know, the food from online or, um, it's all over the place. You can buy it. Um, and that's a really good idea. We've got a, a few of those ourselves, you know, just to kind of keep us going until harvest comes in. But, um, you know, it's, uh, water's another important thing to, to, to save too um if you can um you know get yourself uh you know those little bottles of water that um oh, crystal geyser sells them they're gallons and if you go to i don't know your stores down there but buy mart here you can get a six six gallons for uh i think it's seven dollars and um yeah you gotta buy water but it's better than having it not having it when you uh really need it so but um we have to here because we have a lot of um, arsenic in our water, so we have to drink bottled water or or purified water. Um, that's expensive. So, um, yeah, water is really important. You can live uh, for days without food, but um, water you need all the time. Uh, you're 70% water. Last time I checked, some of us like me might be a little more. <laughs> I always got I always got to do stuff more than others, I guess. I don't know, but. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's very important, and um, and being spiritually prepared too is uh, Brian's been talking about that all night. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> knowing your scripture, and I'm glad he brought it up because I know scriptures, but I never remember the address. Okay, I know I know the neighborhood, the Bible. You know, it's in the Bible, but I don't. And I sometimes I remember the book, but I can never really remember the the physical address and. So a lot of times when I use scripture, I'll say, yeah, it is written in scripture that, you know, this and this and this. And, uh, um, I advise people that if you want to test it, find it yourself, you know, good concordance out there will help you find it. Um, those of us who are kind of busy don't have the chance to, to look up all the little idiosyncrasies sometimes. Other times we do, we have more than a chance and, uh, we do, but uh, like preparing for the show. A lot of times we have to look up scriptures and we let you know where they are and stuff like that. But uh, on the most part, it's um, it's easier just to say like uh, Peter, Paul, and I was going to say Mary, uh, Peter, Paul, and Mark, and um, pick your apostle. Uh, 
they would just say, you know, thus saith scripture, you know, this is what's going on. This is what happens. This is what the Lord said, you know, and for people that knew scripture, they verified it. You know, um, I think it was, I think it was Peter one time that was out there preaching and the Sadducees or the Pharisees knew that he was preaching scripture, but they also knew that it was pointing them towards pointing the people towards Yeshua and they didn't, couldn't have that. So uh, they had to shut them up really quickly. And that didn't even work to tell you the truth. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, be prepared scripturally. It's a uh, Bible says the study to show, study to show yourself approved, a man, not ashamed, a workman, not ashamed. And, um, and I think Yeshua said that you will stand in front of uh, kings and magistrates. So you should be prepared to, if not in word, just in your heart and your spirit to be able to receive anything that the Holy Spirit's going to tell you that you're going to tell these rich and powerful men, you know, and it may not lead to a pleasant uh, determination afterwards. Uh, most of the prophets were, were killed. Um, most of the disciples were killed except for one. Uh, well, two, one killed himself, but um, it's, um, it's important to uh, be prepared so that you can answer on that day. And, and, you know, even if you're not prepared, if Yahweh wants to say something through you, he's going to say it through you, whether you like it or not, you know, it's uh Look at Balaam. <laughs> he didn't want to deliver messages, but he did. And uh, he was persuaded by the, the great persuader, you know. And um, anyway, uh, well, tonight we wanted to bring you the, the Shemitah, Shemitah. I'm always going to get that wrong. I'm just going to accept that fact. And uh, Brian, do you have any other <laughs> words you want to, or any subjects or anything you want to include? I mean, um you know, we've covered uh, quite a bit tonight. Um, I'm trying to keep my volume up here a little bit, so hold on a second. There we go. Um, no, I mean, I just want to keep pushing home that numbers mean things. Um, and if it's, we might have the clock, the calendar a little off here or there, you know, far because it's not exactly the time, but by what's happening in the world, by Israel, Israel, Israel is the timepiece of the Bible. It's the main timepiece. There's a lot of other prophecies about earthquakes in Russia and China, but the main one is Israel. So if you want to know how close we are, watch Israel. Um, right. uh, just a few days ago, and I, I know you know this too, they've had the artifacts for the new te- the third temple. They've had artifacts mm-hmm. for it for decades stored away, right? right? But just a few days ago, they started chipping away at the stones to build it. They're actually making the actual stones to build the temple. They started mm-hmm. doing that just a few, about a week ago. Huh. So, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll send you the article. I have it here somewhere. But they're starting to, they, they haven't started building on the site of the Temple Mount, but they've started making the material to build it. Right. And so that's new. That's really new. And they know now from um, ancient maps and, and history that the, the Dome of the Rock doesn't have to go away to put the temple up there. Right. That the, the Dome of the Rock, actually the temple's on the other, other end of the courtyard. Uh-huh. So there's so enough room David. for both of them. Yeah, that's right. And then this hasn't been on the news much, but there were riots up on the Temple Mount the last few weeks. And it wasn't Jews. It was 
it was the Palestinians rioting and they trashed they trashed the Dome of the Rock. Did you hear about the mosque? They, they, the mosque up there, they, they trashed it. Really? And, yeah. They, these were young Palestinians. And so what I've read, and this is strictly, um, this isn't factual. I mean, what I've read is factual, but it can't be verified. But it's a conspiracy, okay? Is that... Uh-huh there's going to be, they're going to blow up the Dome of the Rock. Somebody's going to do it. And they're, they're afraid that's going to happen. And and blame it on Israel. They're actually going to try right. to blow it up. This is just all conspiracy. I've, um, I've read a few articles and saw a couple of videos on this. I don't know if it's going to happen. It hasn't happened, obviously. But that would sure get things rolling, you know? That would uh, sure yeah. light the can't light the dynamite for the Middle East, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I've also heard Brian that um, the uh, Israelis are kind of splitting their friendship up between Russia and also uh, Ukraine. You yes, know, they, right. they have interest in both lands, and that the uh, Russians aren't too happy about that right now. <laughs> and, right. Um, it's either you're you like us or you like them, you know, and. Um, so, uh, Russia could, uh, come quite upset with, um, with Israel having dealings with the country it's at war with, you know, that's, uh, wouldn't be the first time in history that's ever happened and mm-hmm. it'll be the last, but, uh, you know, it could be, uh, it could be one of those hooks or part of the hook that's going to be used to bring them down into the <clears throat> Middle East to attack Israel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and I found that, um, you were talking about nuclear war. And I happened to find that scripture in Ezekiel 39. And uh, let's see. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read it real quick. It's uh, 39, one through seven. It says, "Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thus saith the Lord God: uh, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn thee back and leave but a sixth of sixth part of thee." And will cause six, so um, five, six of them are going to die in Israel. <laughs> um, wow. And will cause thee to come up from the north parts and bring all, with thee all the mountains uh, and bring thee to upon all the mountains of Israel. Excuse me. And I will smite thee, smite thy bow out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. And thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and all the people that is with thee and I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Thou shalt fall upon the open field. And as I have spoken, it say, thus saith the Lord. Uh, and I will send fire on Magog and among those who dwell carelessly in the isles and they shall all know that I am the Lord. So I will make my name known in the midst of my people, Israel and I will not let them pollute my holy name any more. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Boy, does that say a lot? It says that he's going to prove to the world that he's around. Uh, Israel's going to see what he does to their, to their enemies. And basically, I think this might be what brings them partially to faith in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Torah, because a lot of them are atheists. Um, you know, it, it's, it's real interesting. But the part that concerns you and I living in the United States, of course, 
that will send fire on Magog and them that live carelessly in the isles. I can't think of a country where people live more carelessly than the United States. It means without care, you know, without, without uh, worry. Although that's rapidly going away, but, um, but carelessly could also mean living, um, now help me, Brian, um, without, with abandon, without, uh, without moral cause. You know, it could mean that too. So that would well describe the United States, uh, or a lot of the United States anyway, not everybody. But, um, so yeah, there may be, um, all those tests that you and I had to do. Well, I don't know if you did them, but I did, you know, get under the desk and, you know, like that's going to help you during an atomic attack. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, all those things we had to do at that time. You know, don't stay away from the windows. Don't look into the light, all that stuff. That actually might become a reality, you know. So, uh, and it's necessarily, uh, that, you know, that reminds me of folks. Um, one of the things that we've done here is they make uh, potassium iodide tablets. You can get them fairly cheap online and, um, one of the uh, byproducts of a nuclear explosion is, um, is radioactive iodide. And it's really quick to try to get into your, um, your thyroid glands. And it, it can just wreak havoc with your body if it gets in there. It basically kills your thyroid gland and then poisons you with radioactive poisoning. But if you take these pills when you know that there's been an explosion or a nuclear accident, um, you can help yourself uh, because that this stuff gets into your system and kind of blocks that radioactive stuff from going into your your uh, thyroid, and then it passes on through your body and out. And um, so you can get it online. I get ours on eBay. Um, it's it's not the cheapest drug in the world, but it's <laughs> it's going to be handy to have around should we need it, you know. And uh, I think you just need a ten day treatment. Um, I think adults take two pills a day. Uh, it's, I can't remember the milligramage, but, um, and then children take one pill a day and, or twice a day, excuse me. And then, um, it protects your thyroid gland. So this might be something that you think of, uh, you might want to do. It's up to you, of course. And, um, a lot of communities, especially communities that care about their people, like in the Midwest, maybe down in Florida, Texas, you know, that area. Uh, maybe they'll supply those things to the people, but it's, it'd be better if you had your own anyway, just in case they don't. So, um, nobody's given me any money to make that statement. Um, I just know about radioactivity a little bit and that you don't want it in you. And if you can get it out of you, you can, uh, take these and it'll help you immensely. So, all right, Brian, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I can't hear you, buddy. You're, uh, hold on. Uh, I, I'm on now. Um, a few days ago, Israel, I think I told you this, but the audience may not know this. They might. A few days ago, Israel attacked Syria, um, some bases and some locations inside Syria and Damascus. For the very first time, Russia um, targeted Israeli aircraft and tried to shoot them down. Mm-hmm. Russia did, not Syria. So Russian right. forces are in Syria, and they use their equipment, their Russian soldiers, to target and try to shoot down Israeli aircraft. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, earlier about Russia is upset with Israel about their support for Ukraine. And I think this is retaliation to Israel for that support. 
Mm-hmm. But it also goes along with the vision of the Middle East by Russia in Ezekiel 39, that they would come down and do that. This is the first time that I've ever known in my lifetime that Russia, uh, they probably have done it before incognito, secretively, but they just blatantly tried to shoot the aircraft down with their anti-aircraft missiles just right. a few days ago. So uh-huh. that's what's, things are changing. Things are definitely changing, you know. Anyway, that's when it. you think about it, they don't have very far to go either. All they have to no. do is go through through Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, that area, into Turkey, and then you know straight down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't start a world war because Turkey's a NATO country, and Turkey will be attacked, of course, unless they join in. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, they probably will join in because a lot of those little tribes that are mentioned in Ezekiel are in Turkey. So, um. It may be uh, that Turkey leaves NATO or Turkey just goes rogue and decides, hey, we're going to go with Russia on this one. You know, mm-hmm. but, uh, we're starting anyway, to that. that's all I got. Yeah. OK, well, with that said and with the fact that we're getting that interference again, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, well, we're going to go ahead and end the show. And uh, Brian, it's been a pleasure having you here again, man. I know that you've been. It's good to be back. I've been off for a few weeks, as you know, but it's good to be back. I I really love it. It's great. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And uh, we're so we're going to do Thursdays from now on. Do you think or what? Yeah, I'd like Thursdays if we can. Okay, yeah, well, we're going to do Thursdays from now on, folks. I'll do another show on Monday because we've been doing Mondays for so long. But um, you know, so, and gradually we're going to expand. By the way, I've got this really neat little toy, Brian. Um, it's a, I got it on eBay and it's actually a modem that picks up from the, uh, the Verizon cell towers. And, um, I got it through a, a company that actually has, um, like enterprise or, um, business, uh, internet. And so I'm part of their business now, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but. I've got internet through them, so and it's it's continuous. There's no there's no capping. Oh, so you know, it can stay on the internet forever, basically, as long as I pay them some money every month, you know. And wow, so yeah, and it's pretty good speed too. So uh, if Starlink decides to fudge on us, uh, no problem, adios. <laughs> you know, so um, but cool. I have to admit, when Starlink comes around, we are definitely gonna. Oh yeah, go we gotta get that. on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, buddy. Well, you have a good week, and audience, you have a good week, and uh, be yep. blessed, everybody. And and I'll see you on Monday night. Brian will be back next Thursday. And you know, if things get kind of weird or something, I'll get on and we'll talk about something um, strange that's going on or something. You know, um, everything's strange nowadays. Yeah. Um, I know somebody that's got a T-shirt that says things just got weird. <laughs> I got to get one of those T-shirts. Um, so, adios, folks. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Go with Yahweh. And uh, remember, um, he loves you so much that he died for you. And if you don't know him, well, ask him about himself. He'll give you an answer. Okay? With that being said, good night, Brian. Good night, folks. Good night, Dave. Good night, audience. Adios.